This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. This is the Fear Free Podcast Series. I'm your host, Steve Dale, with a good friend, veterinary behaviorist, Dr. Gary Landsberg. Hello, Dr. Landsberg. Hello, Steve. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you here. You know what I hear? Because I'm out there talking about Fear Free a lot. And I know you are as well. And what I hear periodically is that, okay, this is an interesting idea, but there's no real science behind it, behavioral science specifically. And that's what I want to talk about with you, and that's where we'll start. And that is, well, is there science behind this fear-free notion? There is, and there will be, and there has been. Uh, First and foremost is that the research is supported by Fear Free, both in the fact that we collect and have data-based studies that we base the continuing education, the resources, and the um, educational material on, um, that we developed Fear Free on, but we're also supporting research itself to advance the field. So we have a research portfolio. Fear Free is supported by research, encourages research, but I will say first that we want to do what works, and sometimes Fear Free methods and Fear Free medication on an individual day-to-day case basis, you can see the effect when an animal's fearful and not fearful the next time. Fearful and now no longer fearful and uh, taking treats and being positive. So I don't want to downplay the fact that if something works on an individual basis, we need to do it, but we also need to support research um, that shows that on a population basis, on a group basis, what works and what doesn't. Well, I know Fear Free has focused on all sorts of animals, and most specifically dogs and cats. I want to talk about cats a little bit. It seems, though, first off, common sense, if you can't get the cat into the carrier, if the client says, I give up, I'm just not doing this, which happens a lot uh, because the client feels guilty about stuffing that cat who's so upset into the carrier or sometimes is just unable to do it, unable to get it done because the cat is so determined uh, to get away from the carrier. So veterinarians clearly cannot treat cats they're not seeing. But once that cat comes in, in the carrier... Uh, Do we know more than we did, say, a couple of years ago, even about the difference that reducing stress really makes for that cat? Well, actually, if you even go back to the first thing you were saying, that's where a lot of research starts. You can develop programs, methodologies, medications for treatment, but you have to know what the problem is. And you said it, many, many Less pets are coming to the veterinarian, well, not many, many, but a lot less pets are coming to the veterinarian because fear, anxiety, stress of the pet, stress of the owners, and it starts in cats with data that shows car, uh, carrier training and car travel are probably about 50% of cats fearful of that, and it becomes a problem to even bring the pet in. And therefore, studies on positive carrier training have taken place. Studies on medication for um, travel have taken place. Actually, one study has actually shown that pets that are fearful of travel to the veterinary clinic 
can actually be fearful of all future travel, uh, whether it's veterinary clinic or not, because of the outcome. So there was a, a study, and a lot of these are preliminary, first time, but they support what we're saying, that positive carrier training uh, in a study compared to a placebo group led to reduced stress of the car ride and actually shorter veterinary exam. So it, it seems obvious that if you use positive conditioning and positive training for for carriers and car rides, um, that it will have a positive benefit. We probably don't need research to say let's make it positive, but we do like and have research that now shows that the stress is less in the car ride and veterinary exam time is less with positive treat-related carrier training. Well, I know, and maybe a, I, I get secret word on this stuff, and it may still be preliminary, but comparing fear-free and positive home and clinic exams using feel-away, if we're talking cats, uh, gentle handling, uh, treats, uh, the owner being present, which I think matters, and that's there are lots of veterinarians that don't just do that. They prefer the owners not be present, actually. Uh, in crossover designs, studies show that higher heart rates, blood pressure, respiratory rates, and temperature in veterinary visits. Uh, in the study, no difference in physiological differences between the groups, but blood glucose higher in clinic and more likely to hide in the clinic. Can you talk a bit about that? Well, the data that you just said, just to, to repeat it, is that heart rate, respiratory rate, blood, pre blood pressure, temperature, glucose levels, cortisol levels, and therefore increased fear, uh, altered immune health, delayed healing, is all affected by stress of veterinary visits or stress in general. When we talk about that, we talk about the targets that we have to try and improve, and therefore we have data that we can see if they're reduced. That, that's where a lot of the studies are started. We have one that showed less fear, <clears throat> and this is actually, <clears throat> excuse me, this is actually a study, one of the ones, because I, I said Fear Free is encouraging and supporting research, one of the studies we supported last year with a grant for student research, and we can talk about that in a moment, um, was one that the student, under her research project and under her mentor, found that examination room stress is less than examining that cat in a treatment area. Fear was less, heart rate was less. So they had measures they could do, some, a simple study, but it showed that if you move the cat back into the treatment area for exam, it's more stressful than the examination area. There was one small study a number of, uh, a few years ago now, that looked at a crossover design where they examined animals at home and at the clinic, and in both cases, the veterinary exams were done in a low-stress manner, so with pheromones and gentle handling, no firm restraint, um, uh, treats and distraction. So they were positive visits, and they found that when they did that, in that study, only the glucose was higher at the veterinary clinic. So that basically it looked like doing low-stress handling in the veterinary clinic and at the home, um, or comparing it to the home, the only thing that went up was glucose, that we probably reduced stress. But what was most interesting about that study is that the second visit, because this was a crossover study, half the animals done at home first, half done at the clinic first, and then a week or so later crossing them over, they found that the second visit in both cases had lower stress levels, lower cortisol levels. So bottom line is, whether it was done at home or at the veterinary clinic, 
the low stress led to a better second visit, which is the exact opposite of what we've been talking about, fear, anxiety, and stress leading to more and more fear of future veterinary visits. So what we're saying is have a positive veterinary visit, and they'll get better and better and better. Have a negative veterinary visit, and unfortunately, it's going to be worse for, for the pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked to many veterinary professionals who say, I need to take the dog or the cat back there, whatever the back is, uh, because the animal doesn't show stress that it shows in front of the owner. Do animals always demonstrate stress that we can see? Oftentimes the answer I know, of course, is yes, but is sometimes the answer no, that you do have to do things like taking uh, glucose levels, that sort of thing. Well, I guess there's two answers. One is you probably can see it, um, but you'd have to be looking closely because the subtle or what you might might call more passive or, or inactive signs of fear are hard to identify. What you might see is an animal who goes from uh, threats or aggression or outward signs of fear to one that becomes very inhibited and is introverted, extern- internalizing the fear, and you don't really see it, although I think if you took videos, pictures, look carefully if you're a profession, you, professional, you would see that. There actually was one study that looked at separating the dog, and this was a, a, a room study, so the dog would be in the room with the veterinarian and the owner, and then the owner would leave and leave the dog with the veterinarian, or both of them would leave, excuse me, and then they would come back. They found that dogs who were younger actually showed more fear when the owner left the room, whether the veterinarian was there or not. Dogs who were older showed less fear when the owner left the room based on visual signs, but when they measured their cortisol level, levels, they actually had higher cortisol levels. In other words, it looked like they were less fearful, but based on cortisol, they were actually even more stressed. So no to simplify, or yes to simplify the answer, outward signs of fear are something that you have to address immediately, but if it's more inward or subtle, you might not notice it. It doesn't mean it's not fearful. We know as a general rule to answer sort of a question you had a few moments ago, taking a pet away from an owner is often taking a pet away from their secure base. The owner serves as a secure base for that pet, and separating the pet can be stressful um, or add to the stress. Now, that's not 100% of cases. There are cases where the owner is going to add to the pet's fear. There are cases where the pet may be uh, somewhat less stressed if they're away from the owner. So we can't generalize 100% of the time, but we can, as an overall, uh, well, I'll say generalization again, say that the pet would be better off with the owner wherever possible. If you are going to separate it and you're going to give some medication or sedation, that would be a good place to give it with the owners. Wait until the calming effect uh, is, has onset, takes place, and then take the pet away for its procedures. That's important. Uh, yeah. I, I have a friend, a veterinary friend, who, as a result of Fear Free, now for, I don't know, I'm making up this number, about 90%, the overwhelming majority of cats, they're given trazodone, they're given gabapentin before the exam. And when I say give, In this individual case, I do mean the word give because he feels it's a good investment because then the cats are more likely to come in. So the owner doses trazodone in a lot of cases, in every case gabapentin, before the visit 
to get the cat in the carrier, but also to affect the cat's level of fear, anxiety, and stress. Uh, was this veterinarian onto something? Oh, yes, and that's a huge other area of research that both has started and is ongoing. In other words, that's a, a large area of the studies that Fear Free is now starting to support and fund our uh, residents, behaviorist students who are doing research in the use of medication and showing if there is a good clinical effect. But Fear Free has sort of a, a phrase, uh, a, a saying that goes, if you, um, if, you, if you can't abate, you must sedate. I'll put it that way. There's many of them. Um, medicate, medication without hesitation. It's important and uh, uh, it's very important that we give the pet what they need to have a less stressful visit. We do have studies now that showed that trazodone in cats and gabapentin in cats had a calming effect both for car rides and veterinary visits. And then also think if you're going to give injectable sedation, which you also have good data um, to show that it can reduce fear, anxiety, and stress and stop the fear conditioning of further visits, allow you to complete the, the procedure positively. If you put pain um, management medication in there as well, do it without pain or discomfort. So that travel to the veterinary clinic, the veterinary clinic itself, can be less stressful and will be less stressful in those pets that need medication or are given medication. Uh, as we mentioned, gabapentin, trazodone in, in cats, we have studies to show, early studies. Um, you might use dexmedetomidine, um, which is an oral mucosal gel in dogs. You might use trazodone in dogs. And there are studies that have happened um, either on a preliminary basis, a presentation base, basis, or are ongoing on those types of medications as well, perhaps gabapentin in dogs and clonidine in dogs. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of these are what you should use. I'm telling you that there is data on all of these that might be helpful. By the way, don't forget the nausea. If you're nauseous coming into a veterinary clinic and have car travel anxiety, then that's going to cause enough anxiety and discomfort about future visits. Plus, why would the pet have to go through that? So there are a lot of veterinarians who quite rightly are advocating anti-nausea medications before the pet comes in and before they get certain drugs that might add to their nausea. So it's not just about fear and anxiety. It's also about pain management and it's also about nausea and discomfort management before the visit, as you said. Excellent. And this is not just Gary Landsberg's opinion, to be clear, uh, we're talking about studies that are in the process of being done now, or some studies that have been completed. Uh, and uh, I believe there are more to come, Dr. Landsberg? Yes, Fear Free has been supporting research now since the portfolio. My, my role as head of Fear Free Research um, started in uh, about a year or so ago. Of course, we've been collecting, as I said, data and research uh, right from the start of Fear Free to support all of the continuing education resources and uh, um, any of the advice and guidance that we're giving, anything we publish. But the research portfolio has been funding research through um, either grants or awards for research related to two topics. One is reducing fear, anxiety, stress, or pain related to veterinary visits, and one is related to fear-free home enrichment. So if there are those who are interested in research in the area, go to our website because we have collated 
uh, I would say, hundreds of research articles that have been published already that are in the literature under different topics under our free, free research page. If you want to do research, we have a submission form for those who would like to propose research. And if you um, want to see the research that we've funded so far and some have completed and some in progress, again, go to our research page because we have them listed there. And more specifically, we've got some coming up on trazodone before veterinary visits and dogs, gabapentin before veterinary visits and dogs, natural products before veterinary visits and dogs, um, uh, products and cats, those are all already funded and we're just waiting for them to either get started or get finished and find out more by going to our Fair Free Research page. Perfect. Dr. Landsberg, you ought to get an award for all you've done for veterinary medicine and specifically for Fear Free. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And let's let me add for one moment that the references for almost everything we talked about today are probably on that Fear Free Research page. And if not, get in touch with us and We'll get you the uh, the link to the articles. Or ring Dr. Landsberg's doorbell. He'll right. happy, he'll be happy to give them to you. That's Gary.Landsberg at FearFreePets.com. There you go. Thank you, Dr. Landsberg. If you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings. Access the new toolbox items and find out all those additional courses at FearFreePets.com. And of course, if you're not registered, find everything you need to get started at FearFreePets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing veterinary practice certification, get more details under the same site. Go to the Veterinary About section. And if you're a pet owner who's just stumbled upon this podcast, learn more about the resources we have for you at fearfreehappyhomes.com. <laughs>